Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast for Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Happy New Year! Folks, and welcome to Gig Gab, the show by, for, and about working musicians. Sponsors for this episode include rocketmoney.com slash giggab, where you can go to sign up for their service, which will cancel all the stuff you don't want and save you, seriously, like hundreds per year. We'll talk more in depth about how you can do that in a little bit, uh, which is a nice way to maybe save some money to buy some gear. For now, uh, here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. Poma, California. It's Paul Kent. How are we today, Mr. Kent? You sound you sound like you might still be under the weather a little bit. Oh man, I really got it. So this is what it's Monday. So I'm, I'm eight days into really having it. Tested three times for COVID. No, okay, but I don't know, that RSV, you know, that's going around. Yeah, respiratory thing. Yeah, but I'm trying to get in and see a doctor because I go back to work on the go back to singing work on the fifth of January. Oh, okay. And, so I'd like this to be done. It's already been seven days. I'd like to think that it won't be three weeks. So, yeah, that sucks, man. Ah, I, I uh, yeah, there's something going around. I had, I was supposed to have two gigs uh, in between, two gigs on Christmas weekend. Uh, believe it or not, one on on the 23rd, we were supposed to have a Monkey Fist gig for Festivus, the most important of all holidays this 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 time of the year. And the only grievance we got to air was with the weather. Um, so that, that there was, there was a major for us here. It wasn't much snow. It was occasional like dusting, but it was, it, the weather was weird. It rained like crazy and all day Friday until about maybe 5 PM. It, it was in like the fifties, Paul, like, which is super warm for us here. And then, uh, and then that changed the rain stopped, the winds picked up and the winds actually have been going all night. Our power got knocked out Friday morning and didn't come back until uh, I'm trying to think Sat- Saturday was Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, man, it's a blur. Uh, it didn't come back until it was out for about 30 hours. Came back on. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is we've had it longer here, but that's the longest it's been in probably the last five years. And I didn't think we would have that because we put in a standby generator this summer. So I figured that was our insurance policy for the entire neighborhood to be free and clear for about 10 years and never need that stupid thing. But we used it. Um, but they were worried it like the temp dropped from like 50 at 5 PM to 20 and even lower, uh, by about 10 PM. It just plummeted. And, uh, I, and rightly so. I agree with him. Albert over at Old Rail was like, man, I'm worried about people driving home from this thing at, you know, yeah. nine, nine, 10 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, man, like same. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. So, so we nixed that. Uh, and then on Christmas night, I was supposed to play Rocky Horror. We, we were going to do that at midnight on Christmas night. And at about, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon, I got a message that people the only thing i know is people are sick with something that's not covid so same same as you very non you know non-specified but pretty darn sure it's not covid but irrelevant in that sense in that you know no no gig that night so 
Yeah. The best laid plans, right? The best laid plans. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny going into Christmas weekend. I'm like, ah, oh, that's weird. I got two gigs. And then it's like, no, no, you, no, you don't, Dave. <laughs> you know, as a California guy, I can't imagine what it's like to have to go to gigs in the snow. And I really can't imagine what it's like to go to gigs in a city when, you know, parking is weird, right? Where, yes. Or, or hard. Yes. I just, but people do it. God bless them. You know, like, I, I just don't. It adds so much stress and time, you know, to getting something done. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, the parking thing, well, parking in a city can be a pain in the neck, even in the best weather, and then add in, well, nope, there's piles of snow where you thought you were going to park, so that means there's less spaces. That, that it, yeah, certainly can get interesting. I mean, in general, you, I mean, I know you, you spent a, a small portion of your life on the East Coast, but you were never a driver here, right? No. Like, okay. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you get used to it, but it doesn't mean that it's just easy. It, you know, you you get used to it, but it, it's it's still, you know, can, it could be a could be problematic. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, when I was working at IDG. I remember, you know, it was in in Framingham, Mass, and I just remember what it was like because I would go there for a week a month for about twenty years. I worked there for a week a month. And right. you go, and when the inevitable s snow things would happen, you know, people would just pack up and get out before they couldn't get out. And that's just part of life. And when I was actually doing consulting, I was actually in, in Anchorage in one January and Saskatchewan in one February. Wow. And so, you know, talk about bad times of year to go to those places, right? And, um, uh, you know, it was just you, people adapt. You know, they just... They just dress warmer. They just, they just, it's just part of life. It, yeah, it is. That's, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying is you, you adapt to it, but, but there are moments where it's like, okay, this, we need to not just be New Englanders about this. We, we need to go and, and maybe be a little safer about this. And, and, and Friday was, was one of those. Friday was a weird one because, I mean, the weather that I described, I don't know that I've, I don't remember ever seeing anything like that. I certainly might have. I've been in New England for more than any other part of the country for my adult life. But um, that was a weird one to sort of predict and, and work out. But, I, you know, snowstorms, almost every band that I've been in eventually makes its own snowstorm policy. And it's usually catalyzed by driving home in a snowstorm from a gig and then saying, all right, look, we got to, we got to never do that again. You know, <laughs> do you do anything special to keep your drums from getting wet. I mean, just the normal kind of neoprene cases that most drummers have. Yeah. I use, else? I use the humans and humans and bird cases, um, which are hard shell cases. I, I've, I, some of the humans and bird cases that I have, I've used, I mean, I bought them, they're older than my children. I bought them in 95. It would have been the summer of 1995. So, um, I, you know, I've had those for going on 30 years here. So Do you worry about the cold, the warm in a club to the cold outside to the warm in your car affecting the wood? Um, I worry about it. I, I, I probably should worry about it with the wood, but I don't. I, I actually store some of my drums outside. I mean, they're not not outside, but in a non-climate controlled garage. Some of them are stored yeah. there. Like my gigging kit, which is my Birch Eames kit that I love and I record with. But it 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 does fine not being 
climate controlled. It, you know, it sees the hots of the summer and the colds of the winter and it, it's, it's fine. Um, I do worry about my symbols um, in that kind of scenario, just, just because they can get, you know, metal gets brittle in the, in the bitter cold. So I, I do worry about those. Um, I, I try not to let microphones sit in the cold. So those, those kinds of things, the symbols, the microphones, those I keep in, uh, in my studio here when I'm not gigging and they're sort of the last thing I'll put in my car before mm. I, before I, you know, head out to a gig or whatever. But, um, yeah, I probably should, you know, if somebody thinks I should be worrying about the, the wood of my drums, let me know. Feedback at giggabpodcast.com. <laughs> but, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you worry about your guitars, right? I mean, you, you don't have the, the bitter cold, so. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that great, you know, shift. But, um, yeah, I'm careful about climate with my um, with my acoustics. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would be, I, and I am the same way with any guitars that I own. And like my mixer, I try not to leave out, uh, you know, the electronics. Yeah. And I mean, the things that are, you know, I mean, a guitar, it's going to, like the, the temperature change it, and this happens with drums too. They go out of tune, but it's, right. it's not as not warped detrimental. Not really. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I do notice it if I'm at a, if I'm at a gig or whatever, and you know, the, the temperature, there's some sort of shift that's happened because of where my drums were, the club or whatever. I'll notice that, you know, halfway through a set, it's like, Oh, well that Tom doesn't sound good anymore. I got to fix that. You know, those kinds yeah. of things happen. But it's that's usually pretty quick to adjust, and it's not like I have to do it every single song if I screw up something, you know, logistically with the the temperature. So yeah, I know it's it's not not a huge issue, but um, but it is some issue. But yeah, we I remember years ago in Chafed, we came up with a with a rule that I've introduced in other bands that I've been in that has worked, which is, uh, and feel free to adapt this for your own bands too. Uh, but after we had a snowstorm that it was snowing when we left our houses and that should have been our sign to cancel. Cause there was feet of snow predicted. We lost power that time too, for probably about six days. Um, this was maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago or something, but, um, they reforested New Hampshire with, with about a hundred years ago, maybe 120 years ago, they reforested New Hampshire with uh, pine trees, which seemed like a good idea at the time. Another thing that seemed like a good idea at the time was they put all our power lines above ground. After a hundred years though, those two things don't do well when they're mm -hmm. living next to each other above ground because the pine trees decide to come down. Uh, it turns mm -hmm. out. Yeah. The pine's pretty take the power lines with them. Yeah. It tends to take the power lines with it. And, and that one, that chafe gig was, was really interesting because it was uh, Halloween weekend and we don't usually get snow in October. We definitely don't get two feet of snow in October, but we did that year. And so there was still all leaves on all the trees. And so everything came down, uh, you know, it, it wasn't like the trees had prepared to, you know, by, for the winter by shedding their leaves and being, you know, nimble and um, not, not with things that would catch heavy snow. And uh, so the power's out before, before the gig even ended. I, I've told that story here where we wound up playing the last set on generated power, which worked out great. Uh, but it was two feet of snow on the way home. It took forever to get home and everybody was safe about it. Nobody wanted to suggest canceling because it was a pretty big payday and nobody wanted to take the money out of anybody else's pocket. 
But in the end, it turns out every single one of us would happily have canceled if we knew the other ones would happily have canceled. So we made a rule or a policy, I should say, the four inches policy. If, if four, yeah, I, I figured I'd share it for people that hadn't heard, but, but for if four or more inches of snow was predicted, uh, anyone had the right to cancel and, and felt no guilt about it. And, and we liked that policy. And uh, I think we, I don't, I don't know if we ever, what's that? It was 80 degrees in the beach here on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> that, sounds that sounds great. That sounds great. Yes. Thanks for sharing. No, that's why, that's why I do this show is because you're, you're always so kind with the things you share. <laughs> Encouraging. When, so your next gig is on the fifth. What, what is, what are you playing? The fifth, actually, I'm going to rehearse with that coffee house band for the first mm. time. Cause we've, we're kind of taking it. It's going so well that kind of like acoustic fake book stuff is in our back pocket. We don't have to think about that anymore. But it's it's one of those situations that we're all enjoying. Everybody's really good, and uh, we can take some some more challenging stuff. So we're gonna try Mexico by James Taylor. Yeah, right. Talk about warm warm weather songs. That's yeah, that's a great tune. Yeah. Yep. But also not kind of the normal one. You you wouldn't do that in a band usually, right? And um, it's just the right place for that. And I actually, it's funny. I don't I don't know how this group. We've only played in this tiny packed in coffee house. Okay. I wonder how it would do on a bigger stage in front of a bigger, bigger audience. I mean, sometimes you match the music to the vibe, right? You, yes. You know, you, you, but um, anyway, these guys are good singers and good, great players. So we can, uh, we're going to try some more nuanced stuff, you know, that's, you know, they got, got the edges smoothed, smoothed off a little bit. So Mexico, there's a, a Zach Brown tune I like called um, Keep Me in Mind, which is really fun. Okay. Uh, and again, just because the guys can sing so well, we can, we can do that. And um, a, an acoustic Counting Crows song that I like. So, Oh, nice. Anyway, and then we're going to try them on, on Friday night at the coffee house, and then House Rockers play, God willing, on Saturday night. All right. Well, that's, I hope that, uh, hope that works out for you. I have a thing that might help you with some of those, uh, those songs. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later, a little bit later in the show. I have a, I have an experiment to do Paul. So it'll be, okay. we'll have, we'll have some Bring fun with that. Yeah, man. If your new year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, you need our sponsor rocket money, rocket money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of us have subscriptions we've forgotten about, like those streaming services you bought to watch just the one show on or that free trial you never used and now it's charging you. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel. And Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. I had that Wall Street Journal subscription I needed to cancel because we weren't using it anymore. I went online. I thought, oh, this should be easy. You know, it's a Wall Street Journal. Super efficient. They got people that are busy and all that. Yeah, no, not easy. They're like, you have to call. What? No, I used Rocket Money. Click. Bye. And it's not just us. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to 720 bucks a year. 
Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash giggab. That's rocketmoney.com slash giggab. Rocketmoney.com slash giggab. And our thanks to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. All right. So uh, let's say you, you're you doing this song, Mexico, which has some pretty thick harmonies, or you're doing a Beach Boys song or something like that. How, what is your process for if you've never dissected the song before, how do you start to dissect those harmonies and find those, those parts that are kind of buried in the tracks? What, what, what's the, what do you, what do you do? What's your, what's your process? Yeah, house rockers? In any band. I just like. On the house rockers, Nick arranges our vocals. So sometimes, you know, sometimes we have to remap, you know, based upon who's singing lead in a song and sure. you can take you know, which part of the harmony. So, we have we have one guy who kind of owns the arrangement parts to that. And do you know how he like susses out the the different harmony lines and and all that stuff? He plays them on the piano. Okay. He listens to it and just kind of voices them on the piano. Got it. And then gives people their you know we've had like when we did Peg by um by Steely Dan. Huh. All those Michael McDonald harmonies, those are tough. <laughs> yeah, um, he used an app called I uh, for not for track. Okay. MTSD, I think is what it was called. So it was basically a four track recorder and he recorded each harmony because we weren't able to get together. So we recorded each harmony on a separate track, sent it to us. You can play, hit play and hear how they all layer together. Yep. And then you can mute any one of the four tracks and hear your part. And so that's, that's cool. how we did that one. Yep. But mostly we do it live in the rehearsal studio and, uh, you know, we get it arranged and, you know, cause you know, the thing with covers is that there's, and especially when you take covers off of studio recordings and not live recordings right. where, you know, some wizardry has happened, makes some of the parts occasionally ungettable. Um, you know, we rearrange and, you know, we, we just, uh, we just find another way to, to the end zone. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Where, where I was going with this is it, it, yes, you have to like, once you know what the parts are that you want to learn, then you have your process to learn them. But, a, a difficult part of the process often, especially with older songs is listening and hearing those parts to begin with, to know even what the end zone looks like, let alone how you might get there. And uh, Rachel in Uptown Celebration showed me this app called Moises or Moises. I don't know how it's M O I S E S. I, I have a friend named Moises Chuyan. So I keep thinking that that maybe this is named after uh, someone who was named Moises, or maybe it's Moises. I don't know. But what you do, it's uh, you can use it for free. It's at Moises. I don't know. We'll put a link in the show notes at, at giggabpodcast.com. I think it's like Moisesapp.ai or something. But uh, you feed a song into it. You can feed an MP3 in. You can feed a URL, but it doesn't like YouTube URLs. So if you want to suck something down from YouTube, you have to use like one of those things that'll suck things down from YouTube and then, you know, turn it into an MP3 and then you can just put it in this app. But what's really cool is once it's in Moises, you can, or one, when you put it in Moises, you can tell it how you want it to separate things out. And you can either have it lean towards the instruments and separate each instrument out, or you can have it lean toward the vocals and start separating the vocals out. So, I took the Beach Boys, Wouldn't It Be Nice, and I ran it into this thing, uh, I don't know, about five minutes before we started to record here. And I'll, I'll show you. So, I mean, it, it uh, can we hear this? Yeah, there we go. 
So somebody will get mad at us for playing uh, the Beach Boys in the show. But, you know, uh, so that's the mix of the song, right? But if I just want to hear Mike Love, I think that's Mike Love. But now the harmonies come in, right? We'll hear those even. Let's get rid of the lead. Maybe bring it in a little. And you can just play with the mix until you start to hear the vocals and dissect things. It, or, or any other instrumental part. It's amazing. You can slow it down. Uh, it shows you what chords it thinks are playing underneath. I don't know if it's correct or not. You can change the key uh, if you want to, you know, if you find that maybe you can't sing as high as the Beach Boys could. I don't know. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. When Rachel, amazing, so. What's that? What you just played sounded amazing. Yeah. And this was, I am trying to figure out how to slow this down. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's slow this down to that's, it says it's at 125, which I believe. So let's slow this down to like 90. Oh no, it doesn't want to do it that way. All right. Well, that's going to be fun. I got to click a bunch of times. You're going to hear me click on my mouse. Okay. All right. Now let's play this. It doesn't do it by key. You can't transpose just by key. I can transpose by key, but I also can transpose by tempo. Uh, so let's see. I never realized they 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 went up that that the top note went up that half step and everybody joined it. That's an interesting little trick at the end of the course there. So see, right, learning things and slowing it down and. And and I'm just moving faders around on the screen to to adjust you know the blend, and obviously I could bring the instruments back in if I if I cared to if I wanted to have a tonal reference or whatever, um, and you can split out you know bass drums and other instruments if you if you want to go. Well, that now it does with audio so, sources. I, that's a good question. I, I mean, it probably does pretty well with it. I don't see why it. I mean, it, I, it's worth. Does it? You only do instruments or can you can you strip it down to drums i can strip drums out if i want or or just make the drums uh let's see hang on i have a different mix when you when you put it in you sort of get to decide how you want it to break things out so here's the same track done a different way All right so we'll do this but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring the vocals down so now we just get the drums. I got the bass in there a little bit. Amazing. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. And obviously, you wouldn't take, I mean, you probably wouldn't take these tracks and, you know, use them as like tracks for something because they're, it's, it, it can't be perfect about it. But it certainly can help isolate things where you're like, wait, what are they doing there? Oh, I hear it now. Okay. You know, just pulling some of the other noise out of the way. And you can also, I'm just adjusting levels here, but you can also adjust pans. So I could choose to put, you know, the, the lead vocals more in the left and the harmonies more in the right or, what you know, whatever you want. You just mix it all around. Love it, man. I know. I, it's It was one of those things. And it's, you can use it for free. 
Um, I think what I, I wound up paying for it just to make sure I had all the features for us to talk about in the show, but I'm pretty sure all the things that we've done here in the show uh, have been part of the like doable in the free version, but it's either four bucks a month or 40 bucks a year. So if you're using it, even, I don't know, I would say even once a month, it's probably worth the, the, the four bucks. <laughs> so just to, you know, just to be able to hear that stuff. God, I think, yeah. I think back to, you know, trying to learn, it was yes. And REM harmonies were, those were, those were the two bands that, that, that I listened to kind of at that critical stage where I was learning uh, how, to, how to dissect harmonies and how to, uh, you know, how to approach singing and blending and all that stuff. And just trying to learn all of those parts. And all I had yeah. was, you know, all I had was the mix that, that the bands made and put on their records. And so it was just listening over and over again and yeah. head, headphones and one ear on and one ear off sometimes, like just whatever you could do to just find that little nuance. And sometimes it would be years before you're like, wait, wait, what is that? There's a high harmony there. I never heard that before, you know, which is great. Like I love as a music fan, I love it when bands sort of bury things like everything doesn't need to be up front, even though it like, and this is a hard thing when you're in the studio where, you know, you come up with some great idea and you are just in love with it. And so you lay it down and, and then you have to make, you know, in the mixing stage, you have to make all the, all of Sophie's choices, right? It's like, well, every part was really cool when any of us sang or played it. However, they can't all be the lead. Right. You know, yeah. so you've got to you've got to find ways of incorporating them that enhance the song, but without being up front. And that means that sometimes that really cool high harmony or really cool low harmony or whatever winds up being put like way off in a corner for someone to discover later. And that's OK. You know, but it's it's a hard thing, even though I love that as a fan. It is hard when you're in the studio, you're, yeah. you know, when you're mixing, it's like, no, I love that. I want it to be right up front, front and center, no reverb, you know, like. So, so serendipity reigns here. So I just loaded a song and it actually, you, it doesn't do the complete unlocking of it unless you're in paying for it. Okay. okay. So it'll, it does some basic stuff, Yeah. but then, you know, we've got our sponsor rocket money. So sign up. And if you don't like it, rocket money, it will take care of getting you out of it. That's true. <laughs> That's exactly right. They will cancel that subscription for you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to know what you folks are using. Like it, it as it, there's lots of, there's other apps to do things like this. I think Chris Lissio who runs a super mega ultra groovy. Dot, great tune. Dot com great it, is uh he has that app called Capo which which does some of this stuff in a in a slightly different way so that's yet another app though to to look at as a certainly as a musician um capo is fantastic so um and then even, even apple music will now um you know take the vocals out and let you sing along with stuff exactly yeah that's right that's right and that can be you know handy for, for i mean for the, its stated purpose of the oh, singing cool. the singing along but it can also be really yeah. handy for getting the vocals the heck out of the way so i can hear what the instruments are doing there you go. Yeah. That's cool, Dave. Yeah. Fun stuff. I don't know. I like things like this. I like little, you know, things to show people. No, this is great. I'm, I'm looking forward to using it. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I was thinking, um, this is, this is our last show of the year, the calendar year. Well, it's actually our first show of the calendar year by the day it comes out. We're oh, recording it. Right. We're recording it a little bit ahead of the, uh, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> so so we're in the okay. future. 
We're in the future, Paul. Well, actually, we're in the past. Our listeners are in the future. Oh, got it. Yeah. My brain hurts. Same. All right. So um, how about um, New Year's resolutions for musicians? All right. Uh, got any? Um, uh, you know, my, uh, you're, you're putting me on the spot here, which I love. Um, I would say... I'm trying to be more open to different ideas. I'm I like, I'm, I, I always like the end result of ideas that aren't mine. And so You're saying like, you like being pleasantly surprised. I like being pleasantly surprised. And, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't I, always is, isn't necessarily the right term. Like some ideas are just crappy ideas. And sometimes those crappy ideas are mine. You know, sometimes there's somebody else's, but, uh, but finding a way to be more open to, to, to incorporate those ideas that are not mine without letting my ideas go. Because I, it often I either go one way or the other, like I'm, I, I have an idea and I really want to push it forward or I just, or, or I'm in a mode where I'm just letting someone else sort of drive the bus and, and perhaps let my ideas sit by the wayside yeah. and, and like, I, I, I want to be better about that balance because uh, th I think there are times where I'm not listening to what other people want to do. And I'm other times where I'm not uh, sharing what I think I would do in those scenarios. Right. So finding that balance, that's, that's one of those things that I'm, I'm working on uh, sort that's of cool. actively. Yeah. I don't know. It's a generic. So mind, would be, yeah. I am, I am resolved to be more, particular i've i've allowed myself to let mistakes have i've moved my bars uh you know what mistakes need wood shedding and what mistakes i don't worry about yeah and that could be anything from singing the right lyrics to playing the right chords to maybe using some technology that I might not use before, but it would make my show better, mostly in my acoustic stuff. Yeah. The lyric stuff or chord stuff is for anything, but I'd like to kind of like tame my desire to be wide at all times, meaning always have 50 songs that I'm working on and, you know, you know, and not, not being able to narrow down and just, you know, get, get songs really, really right. And before I put them out. And so, you know, I don't think performance should be a, a a lab where you're trying stuff out on your audience. I mean, once in a while, maybe, but sure. yeah, I, I, I want to be harder on myself. I want to be harder on myself to be more, more precise in the presentation of what I, what I do. I'm going to play a little less next year because I took the day job. So I've started to throttle back a little bit Yep. and um, you know, I've kind of got my schedule for the year, you know, what weekends I'm going to play planned out. And I'm pretty fortunate that a large part of, at least through, certainly through September is, you know, 70 to 80% booked already for the one or two weekends a month I'm going to play. So that's a good thing. But I'd like to go quality over quantity and really, you know, be very, very focused and putting putting a level of polish I haven't held myself to yeah. in a while. So that's, that's a big goal for this year. I, I, one, I, one of mine is, is uh, and I've already started doing this. I mean, these are, uh, I, I find resolutions are things you just start. You don't plan uh, necessarily, at least for me, but is uh, 
being more, more regular with my practice schedule. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely pays off for me. If I play, you know, if I practice twice a week versus even four times a week, I, I notice it at gigs without question. You know, my hands are better. Sure. It, it, right. I mean, it, like, I'm not saying any, anything that anybody here doesn't know. <laughs> it's like we're musicians. We've been playing long enough that you, you know, that like keeping your dexterity up and, and trying out different ideas and, and failing in private so that you can succeed better in, in public. Like all of those things absolutely make a difference. And the gigs are more fun uh, when I'm well, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, I'm not like, oh, okay, better not do that. This, you know, okay. You know, it's like I, my hands just do what, what my brain wants them to do when I'm good and, you know, limbered up. So we've had, um, we've had Grammy award-winning horn players sitting with us and, you know, Steve Straw, my old bass player is one of the best musicians I've ever met. Yeah. They both wake up and practice. That is every day seven days a week like it is it is their routine and these are guys who are quite proficient at their craft they say that's that's just how you could continue to grow no matter where you are yeah and so you know i i would connect that to a little bit of what i'm saying that yeah it's, you know, it's related to what you're saying yeah for sure well it is and i'm gonna actually draw it out to its logical conclusion so there is we and we talk about this a lot this this wide continuum of of acuity of ability in the in the cover band music world, right? You have you know you have you know true weekend warriors. You have less than weekend warriors. You have touring musicians who are not on tour. There's this long continuum, and I would like to be part of something that pushes the continue continuum forward. I know the argument is that most people in many gigs can't tell, but we can tell, right? Yeah, we know. And so yeah, why not? Why not? You know take your craft as seriously as you possibly can and, you know, get better at it all the time. I mean, whatever that rate of better is, but I mean, you know, everybody has time to find time to practice, whether it's 15 minutes a day or an hour a day, whatever it is, everybody can, can find some time if they're a, a musician to put into what they have. And, and I think that that would be, you know, I would, I would be, I can't really sit here and, and, and complain about people who uh, you know are 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 weekend words and don't put as much time into the band. If I don't put as much time into my stuff to to make to make that difference black and white, and there is a point where it is black and white. You know, there, there's a place where you can really tell, like you said, someone who's on it, like someone who is just emoting music. Yes, as opposed to you know a band that's kind of looking around at each other on stage. And they're in wonder that they're that they're getting it all out on you know starting on time and ending on time, right? There is there is there is a difference. So yeah, and there's a continuum you know, there. It's not it's not just one or the other, but but you can see where people are in that continuum for sure. Yeah, it's all together. Be be better. Be you know, it's 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 stuff that's so important to you. You know, uh oh, stretch what you think is possible for yourself. I think I think Paul's Wi-Fi or my full Wi-Fi is being weird today, but. Uh, we, we got, we got the gist of that, that you just cut out got it. that last little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, we got it. Sh Shannon Jean, who is my co-host over at business brain. And, uh, he came while well, we did that crossover episode. Uh, yeah. I don't know, not that long ago, but he 
to entrepreneurs. And, you know, this absolutely applies here. He has a great response for anyone who says, I don't have the time to start a new business or grow my business or whatever. He he says, oh, okay, let me ask you this. What's, um, what was your favorite recent thing that you, you know, series that you binged on Netflix and invariably people, oh, well, it's, you know, whatever. I watched White Lotus and I don't know if that's on Netflix, whatever, but you know, I watched it and I love that. And I'm going to watch Succession next. He's like, great. Instead of watching Succession next, now I just gave you, you know, five hours a week back, maybe 10 uh, you know, cause if you're watching TV for an hour or two a night, well, okay. If it's two hours, I just gave you 10 hours, uh, by not watching that now go work on your business. Now go practice, you know, your, your instrument, go do whatever it is. Like, there you go. You just found 10 hours. Any other yeah. questions? You know, and it's kind of ruthless, but it's a hundred percent correct. So maybe the way to frame this is where do you want to be on the continuum? Like a lot of people yeah. certainly go into business for themselves or go, go into wanting to make money playing music mm-hmm. because the rest of their life, they have a boss and they don't want to have a boss and they really don't want to be their own boss. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want it to be a job. They don't want their passion to be a job like other jobs have felt. And so there's an aversion. I, that is such to, to, BS to me. I like, oh. <laughs> I no, I, 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 I know what was coming out there. Yeah. I, I I'm going to, I'm just going to say that. And then we'll revisit that in a future episode. Cause, cause that's, I, I got 30 minutes to go with that and then wait for your response uh, on that whole thing. So I, yeah, but I, 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 it, it is such BS to say that music can't be your living. I mean, if, if you say that you are correct. And I'll leave it at that. But for now, we'll put a pin in it. We'll come back to that. But uh, well, what I actually meant was that that music is their passion. Yeah, yeah. And they want to they want to make a living off it as a passion. Right. But anything that that looks or smells or feels like turning it into a job, you know, like like a requirement of discipline for X amount of practice hours a week, is you know that's I think why sometimes people are averse to yeah. structure. Yes. Because the rest of their life, you know, might demand so much structure. There's a reason for that. It's successful. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm, I'm letting, I'm letting my future rant out a little bit here, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got, you got any more or is that, uh, that enough to, I mean, this show is basically us sharing our resolutions intermixed with cool stuff we found. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we will have more. What are yours, folks? Let us know. Feedback at giggabpodcast.com. You got anything else, Paul? Are we we good here as as we start the year? No, I think we're good. Good. Another good year, Dave. Thanks for everything. And and, uh, everybody out there in listening land, go get them in 23. More success to you all. Always be performing, baby. That's it. Always be performing. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody. Dave. Fun stuff. Make sure you check out rocketmoney.com slash giggab to save some money. Spend it on your whatever. Moises. Moises. Whoever. 